Welcome to the LSAT Habits Podcast. I'm your host and instructor, Jimmy D of JDLSAT.com. That's JDLSAT.com. And in each episode of the LSAT Habits Podcast, um, I present key habits you can use to master your score. So in today's episode, I want to discuss cultivating a growth mindset. I really believe this is an important habit for you to cultivate. Um, It's based on the book Mindset by Carol Dweck. If anyone out there has listened to it, um, I listen to a lot of books on Audible, or if you've read it, um, you'll probably agree with me that it's a really great book. And if you haven't, please go out there, check it out, even if it's just starting with a book summary. Um, Such a great book. And um, I hope you'll kind of see why as we discuss it uh, throughout the podcast um, today. But two things. One, let's start by defining um, what we mean by a growth mindset. Now, in the book, psychologist Carol Dweck um, describes, I guess, by contrast, what a lot of people tend to have, which is a fixed mindset as opposed to a growth mindset, a fixed mindset. The idea being that your intelligence, your ability is kind of fixed, limited, set. Maybe uh, just to give you an example, right, on a scale of 1 to 10, let's say, oh, it's we're going to rate this person a 7. And that means, well, that's their potential and they can never really go beyond a 7. And um, unfortunately, a lot of people have had this sort of mentality. And it's had a pretty sad impact on people's lives because kind of limited them in what they would want to, to do, right? So again, it's called a fixed line mindset. Um, I think it can be quite limiting. Um, and then by contrast, there is what Carol Dweck explains is a growth mindset. The idea that, well, we're not going to really limit what someone's capable of. We're going to, you know, people are just constantly growing and learning and improving. Much more flexible. Um and you could probably see elements of both in society. Certainly, I think a lot of people, unfortunately, have subscribed to a fixed mindset where it's like, oh, listen, this is this is what I scored on this test, or this is what my grades were when I was in middle school. This is, um, you know, what I scored on this IQ test, or what I scored on the SAT or something, or the LSAT. And then we think, okay, well, I, I guess that defines me. I guess that limits me. That's what I think of, particularly when I think of the fixed mindset. And I, Naturally, I think it's a shame. Um, I teach the LSAT for a living. I really love this job, in part because I have a growth mindset. Um, I really do believe that, frankly, any of these numbers don't define you. More importantly, none of these numbers, whether it's an LSAT, any other te- LSAT score, any other test... Uh, can encapsulate your ability or can somehow even get at, you know, your potential. I think it might be an indicator of skills you've cultivated, sure. Um, But the idea that it defines you, that it really tells us your potential, and and, and more importantly, that it's the only way to tell us your potential. I don't agree with that. Um, Now, I do think that in some ways the LSAT, for example, um, can measure skills Right? But these are skills that you can cultivate. This, this way of logically thinking, to sharpen your thinking. These are acquired skills. And perhaps I'm, I'm an example. 
Um, you know, my first practice test was in the 140s. And, you know, I was consistently in the 140s for a while. Um, but then after some hard work and, and what I believe are, you know, cultivating effective habits, hence the name LSAT habits, I was able to eventually score 173 on the LSAT. And it made a huge difference where I was able to go to get, get, get offers from law school and scholarship offers. Right. But I would probably have never done that if I had this fixed mindset that, oh, that those initial scores, they just defined me. And or even even like a soft version of a fixed mindset, something along the lines of, oh, well, I got a 140 something. Do you think maybe if I try, I could get into the 150s? Do I have that potential? I don't know if I could think about the 160s, you know, like maybe 170s. Oh, that must be laughable for me. No, it's not laughable. Um for anyone, in my humble opinion, I really do believe that just about anyone can get a top score. It's a matter of time. It's a matter of effective habits. But again, the, the only way I think you can get there, perhaps the most effective way, is having a growth mindset. And so I've kind of defined them. Let me kind of address how I encourage you to use a growth mindset while studying for the LSAT. So... The basic idea is we're here to learn that whatever practice test score we get on a certain day, it's a snapshot in time. And there's so many variables that can go in there. Now, obviously, the name of the game is to raise our scores because fair or unfair, that's a big factor in deciding whether you can get into law school or which law school you go to. But what happens on one day or one practice test, again, is just a snapshot in time. And just to give you a sense of how I teach, when I work with students, I give them something called a PTBR log. So I generally recommend you take a PT about once a week. And it can be standard practice for a lot of people. There's other, obviously other things you do. There's certain techniques you practice, things like that. But you want to take a PT once a week to condition yourself and also to sort of see where you are and see where you need to target. But what's more important to me than that number of, oh, I took a PT, I got a 150. Oh, I took a PT, I got a 160. What's more important to me than that number is what you learned from it. And so, again, I, I give my students what's called a PTBR log, where I basically have them write out major takeaways for the practice test and, of course, for the blind review process, uh, but by section, right? So, hey, this is what went well in the game section. This is what didn't go so hot in the game section. Uh, I had you know, RC section great. I, I did pretty well in the first two passages. Had a little trouble in the third. Got to read quicker for some of the stuff on the fourth. Wasn't sure about one of the questions on the fourth, right? But I want my students to get very specific about what they encountered, what went well that you want to replicate and build on in certain sections, and what didn't go so well. And not to the point of like, you know, hey, let me beat myself up. But how can I learn from this? What can I do differently? Again, very empowering questions. Um, again, a growth mindset. So that's perhaps the biggest way that I incorporated with my students, and it's what I did as a, as a student myself. And I can tell you from five years of teaching the LSAT, I've seen sort of a common denominator. I know my students are very busy, as many people are, most of you LSAT students are. Um, but I, I also know that, you know, I, I see what we put our time into. And across the board, the students that really take advantage of this practice test blind review log that I give, 
that, and by that I mean really writing in the comments, like really thinking about it, and you don't have to get crazy, but something along the lines of just consistently writing down specific things that they observed, um, and trying to learn from them and incorporate them after every practice test in BR, those are the students that tend to increase their scores more, that make the biggest gains. Whereas the students that are like, yeah, you know, let me write down a thing or two, or I might not write down anything, but I'll write down the score that I got. Hey, it's a 163. Okay, that's a point or two better than last time. Hopefully I'm on my way. Or, oh man, I went down this, this number. Right, the students that focus too much on the pure numbers and don't get into the specifics of what they can learn from a practice test, they tend not to get the gains that they're seeking. And there's sort of an irony to that, right? Like if I focus on the numbers... It may not serve me as well in terms of increasing those numbers, because after all, our, our goal is to increase our score. Whereas if I, you know, I'm not always thrilled about the numbers, I try to deal with them, but more important, I try to learn from the specifics and write down my takeaways and really learn from that, incorporate that into my studies and in turn the next practice test I take. Those are the students that in the long term tend to have more success with increasing their scores. So again, a growth mindset. And I I want to kind of get into um, sort of the implications of both of those two different mindsets. Um, and I'll probably bring it back to that PTBR log in a moment. But just overall, in the book, uh, Carol Dweck kind of discusses the way these ideas can affect people. So you think, okay, well, someone has a fixed mindset. Okay, well, maybe they're just kind of type A and, um, you know, oh, they may not be fair to themselves. But it goes deeper than that. Um, she kind of mentions how a lot of students, if, if I remember it correctly, like, it, they're just so fearful of anything that, um, if they've got a positive, uh, sense of, of what their intelligence is, they don't want anything to interfere with that, so they won't take anything more challenging. If they have a negative effect, then, <laughs> a negative impression, then they may not, um, they might not want to put themselves out there either. Whereas the students that are more open to a growth that gives them freedom to learn and explore and, and importantly grow, right? Like if you do well on an exam or you get an A or you do really well, you're, you're not as inclined to be like, oh, shoot, let me not put myself out there anymore. Like, and again, like, you know, you, you, let's just say you're studying when you, for your practice tests and oh, wow, I just had a five point increase. That's great. What are you going to do? Are you going to stop and not take any more practice tests because, you, you know, you hope that's not a fluke? No, I want you to take more. Uh, at least that's what I encourage my students to do. And maybe the next time you'll go down a little bit. It happens. It's one test. Maybe it'll go up even more. Maybe it'll stay the same. Right? But what you want is that long-term increase. And the way you get there is by focusing on the work, getting specific. But again, if you have this fixed mindset, it forces you to um, kind of be attached to the outcome, which is not a recipe for success. Because you're just going to be rigid. You're not going to want to take chances. You're going to be afraid of putting yourself out there. And I've seen this over and over again. I mean, I've, and I'm not blaming anyone. I've certainly experienced it myself as a student. Um, I remember when there was a period where I had taken a break from studying for a bit. And I wanted to go back and get into PTs. And it seemed like that day I would pretty much find any excuse not to take my PT. And I didn't take it until like three or four hours later. And I realized I was afraid that maybe I was going to go down because I hadn't taken a PT in a while because of circumstances. And I can't even remember. Maybe I did. Maybe I didn't. Right. But 
that wasn't important in the long run what that number was. What was more important was that I get back on the horse and take this to get back into being conditioned and more importantly, learn from the things that didn't go well, even the things that went well, if you could build on, right? But again, I see a lot of people, um, and I see this in my, a lot of my students, um, avoiding taking practice tests because they're afraid to see what that number is and if it's going to define them. Like I've said to a lot of students, hey, if your goal is a 170 and you haven't taken a few, pra you haven't taken practice tests or taken them in a while, and you're afraid what that number is going to be, um, look, I, I do want you to study and I don't pretend practice tests are everything. But if you need to take a practice test to get back on the horse and, you know, condition yourself and, um, again, diagnose where you are now, you need to take it. Don't let seeing a number you don't like prevent you from doing what you need to do. Because, yeah, sure, um, oh man, if I take it and I, I, I get a 155 when my goal is a 170 and last time I got a 158, now I went down a little bit. I recognize that that might not be exciting, <laughs> a fun thing, but that's okay. It doesn't define you. Do it. Learn from it. This isn't the real test. You know, it's a simulation, and the only way you're going to get better is if you learn from it. But I see so many people, uh, based on the idea of a, they have this idea of a fixed mindset, where they subscribed, uh, even unknowingly, to this sort of fixed mindset, and it paralyzes them. Um, and I, I've always sort of been sort of a growth mindset person as a student and as a teacher. And I'll say straight up, um, if you ever want to work with me, you've got my website. But whether it's working with me or someone else, I do hope whoever your teacher is believes in you and believes in human potential and has a growth mindset. And yeah, I think your path in, in for the LSAT and frankly, anything you do will be so much richer and happier and you get better results if you have a growth mindset. Um, I want to give another example. I mean, even this podcast. I remember for a while I thought, okay, I want to I want to do a podcast for the LSAT. You know, be good for my my current students and you know other potential students. And um, I, you know, I planned it out and everything. But there's a certain amount of planning that should go into it. But one, there was also a part of me, and many maybe you can relate to this out there. Where you're like, okay, well, I'll find another excuse not to do it or to start it. And the idea might be, I think the idea was, okay, well, I, I built it up in my mind that um, if I, you know, uh, how do I put it? Um, if I made any mistakes or if it wasn't just right, well, then it wouldn't meet the plan that I had. Or it wouldn't be perfect. And one thing I always tell my students is don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good. Um, so I don't know if I wanted to be perfect, but I wanted to be really good or decent. Well, let's be honest. You're listening to the podcast. You may have good feedback. You may not have the best feedback. You might think of things that I could do differently. Heck, I think of a ton of things I could do differently, even as I'm doing it now. But I remember when I first started, I had to just rip off the band-aid and do it. And I had to acknowledge that I was going to learn over time and it was naturally going to be better over time. And if I didn't, if I just kind of held myself to, oh, I've got to do this thing perfectly, then would I ever actually do it? And, and, and another thing that I think is that's really important, it's not just about, oh, well, I'll, you know, learn and I'll get better. But in some ways, you can't get better if you don't try and make some mistakes because that kind of gives you a sense of what it's like and you kind of get a sense of to know what to look for and to know what to improve on. But again, you can't do that if you don't start somewhere. 
So again, I'm not saying to just wing things and not prepare. I'm certainly not saying that. But I am saying that there's a certain amount of preparation you put in and then you just got to jump in. Don't let that fear of seeing a number or seeing an outcome um, prevent you from acting. And yeah, that was the case with this podcast. That has been the case for many of my students, obviously, as they've worked to increase their scores, uh, certainly for me. But yeah, if I didn't throw myself out there with this podcast, with those scores, you know, with my PTs, well, then I never would have gotten to the point where I wanted to be. And even now, I mean, again, just going back to the podcast, if you listen to the first couple of episodes, you might immediately notice that there is some mic issues. It's not a big thing. I mean, maybe it's just all, maybe I notice it a little bit more than you do, but I realized a few uh, episodes in, oh, it might be worth it to get one of those fancier mics. And the mic I'm using now is great, right? But I don't pretend it's perfect. There's probably better ones out there. There are things I can do differently. But that's my point. Things are never going to be perfect. It's okay. Take the PT. Do the work. Learn. If something doesn't go well, that's okay. We're here to learn. When you have a growth mindset, it really frees you up. And again, I was alluding, I was alluding to um, that PTBR log that I give to my students. I see it over and over again. A student might have a score that doesn't go so well. If you're listening to this podcast now, maybe you had a dip in a score. And then, I, you know, yeah, it's not always fun, but it happens. It's going to happen. This is not a perfect test. There are so many factors that go on. Um, right, but learn from it analyze it, learn from it and be all right, those things down and then take another PT and you'd be surprised. I've, I've had students where they went down one score, they let it eat them up. And then, you know, finally when they get around to it, all of a sudden their score goes back up. Maybe it would have just happened the same way if they just didn't hold themselves back from taking the PT again. My point is if you have a dip or if something doesn't go well, it doesn't define you. It gives you an opportunity to learn and grow. We're learning and growing machines. I mean, if you think about it, when a baby starts to learn to walk, right? They're going to stumble. They're going to fall initially. That happens. They get back up. They learn. They assess. We're learning machines. We're growing machines. We're not these fixed people that are limited. So please don't give yourself a fixed mindset. Have a growth mindset. Cultivate a growth mindset. Um, if you're, again, if you're listening to this and you got a PT score that you're not happy about, you're one PT score away from your target. Well, let me rephrase that. Excuse me. Oh, growth mindset. Here I go. Uh, see, even here, I'm making mistakes despite planning for this podcast. Um, I should say that's your one, P, your one PT score closer to your target, right? Again, if you get a score that you don't like, your one PT score closer to your target. I think, um, I, I can't remember, there's, there's a bunch of quotes attributed to a bunch of famous people, but I believe there was something about Thomas Edison where he tried so many times to, um, you know, invent the light bulb. And, um, and every time he'd fail, it was something about the idea of, well, hey, well, now, you know, I'm, I'm one step closer. But that's the mentality you got to have. Again, I'll repeat it. My PTs were in the 140s when I first started. And then I brought myself up to the 150s and the 160s. And it wasn't linear. There were times I dipped back. Right? But every time I had a setback, hey, I'm just one step away. Now I'm just one step closer. Um, so and it eventually worked out for me. Got my target score. Uh, 
So again, if you're listening to me and you just had one of those scores, it's okay. And, and one other thing I want to impart, you know, and I always say this to my students, when you get a, like I said, when you get a PT score you're not happy with or a dip, remember, it's a snapshot in time. Don't beat yourself up too much. Get back on the horse. Learn from it. When you get a score you're happy about and it goes up, same thing. Remember, it's a snapshot in time. Like, obviously, that's our goal, and I'm certainly happy for you, right? But um, learn from it. Don't let your highs be too high, because next time there might be a low if you, you know, you might not take it in stride. So don't let your highs be too high or your lows be too low. Learn from all of them. If you get a high score for next week, if it goes down, don't let that destroy you. It's just maybe that low one's an outlier. It's about the long game. So again, um, if, you're, if you've got a score you like, keep it in stride. If you've got a score you don't like, keep it in stride. Learn from all of it. You're always, again, and, and I'll repeat this for the millionth time on this, on this episode. Right? If you get a score you're not thrilled about, that's okay. You're just one more score away from getting closer to your target score. So keep at it. Cultivate that growth mindset. Again, my name is Jimmy D of JDLSAT.com. If you're looking for an instructor or if I can be of any service or if you have any questions, feel free to contact me, JDLSAT.com. That's JDLSAT.com. And this is the LSAT Habits Podcast. Thank you for listening.